You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Astroline. Astroline, the official off-season hot stove show for your Houston Astros. We're live from Duffy's Sports Grill for the very first time down at West Palm Beach. Listen in as Steve Sparks and Robert Ford host an hour-long show with your favorite Astros. Jeff Bagwell. Good to see you, Sparky. It's great to be here. The manager of the Houston Astros, A.J. Hinch. I like all the Astros fans out at Duffy's. Visit Astros.com for showtimes and broadcast info. Astroline on the Houston Astros Radio Network. Robert Ford. We're joined by Astros general manager Jeff Luno, and we're starting to get to the point in camp when we start to see the roster get trimmed, and I got trimmed some more over the last few days. Today, more cuts with John Singleton and uh, Tyler Heidemann reassigned to minor league camp. Tony Kemp option down to minor league camp. You know, minor league games are starting, and obviously you want you want guys to start getting ready for their seasons. Yeah, I was on the backfields yesterday. We had four games going, and they're going to be playing almost every day, and there's some guys that haven't gotten that many at-bats up here. But I'll tell you, uh, Tony Kemp had a really good spring for us, and I think he's going to be a guy that's going to help us this year. You know, John's going to get some more at-bats and, and sort of needs to get back into his groove and, and be a consistent power hitter, and he's got a chance to help us out. Um, so it, these guys have had a good experience, and hopefully they'll learn from it. I feel like all three of those guys are guys that, if things were a little different, if – this wasn't a team where the roster was more or less set, barring injury in, in most spots. So guys who probably would have stuck around in camp longer here or with other teams. I do think so. I mean, this is the first year in the past, you know, the six seasons that, that I've been here that we've had almost all of our decisions made coming into camp as long as guys stay healthy. And so far they have been. And it's a good place to be. But it also means that we're going to have a really stacked team in AAA and AA. Uh, there's a lot of decisions to make about playing time in those locations as well. Uh, but it means that we're going to have depth, and if anything goes wrong, we'll have guys ready to come up. Yesterday, two other guys reassigned the minor league camp, Ramon Laureano and Francis Martez. Talking about Laureano, I mean, he's a guy that I think maybe a lot of people weren't aware of until last season, led the minor leagues in on-base percentage and just put together a really solid year. And just talking with AJ, sounds like he was pretty impressed with what he saw from him. He was, and Laureano has quickly ascended to one of our top 10 prospects and a guy that should play in the big leagues and, and be a good player. Did come out of nowhere, was not a high-profile guy getting signed in his first couple of years, but he had a breakout year last year, and everything we've seen here in camp is that he's going to have, he's going to continue to have a really nice career. As for Martez, I drove over to the Boston Complex to watch him pitch specifically, and he was dominant, nine, nine batters face, nine outs. Uh, his stuff was electric. He was up to 97 against Hanley Ramirez, so... This is a guy that is going to be in our future, and I think it's going to be this year. Well, baseball classics wrapping up down to the semifinals and final over the next few days with the, the championship game coming on, on Wednesday in L.A. So you'll you'll start to get more of your guys back here pretty soon and, and have kind of the team you're expecting to have. We really are going to only play for a few days probably before we leave Florida with our with our starting team. Altuve will be back, I think, tomorrow, and obviously Bregman's going to continue to play, and, and Aoki's in the we – got, we got several four position players that are projected to be in our lineup uh, still playing at, through the next week at least. So uh, it would be nice to get them back, uh, but the competition's great. It's been a really fun tournament, fun to watch, and I think they're really benefiting from being there. How much can you watch the WBC as a fan versus – thinking about your players because I mean let's face it every general manager kind of cringes when they see anything that that might be not so good on the injury front or potentially on the injury front when they see something with one of their guys during a game 
Well, you worry about it, but it's also I, I get swept up in the emotion of, of Team USA and everything that's happening. And quite frankly, watching two of our position players who play second and short play third base during the tournament was a little <laughs> strange, but uh, interesting. To, good to know that they can play over there and are comfortable. Uh, it's It's been a great tournament, I think, for baseball in general. And obviously, every general manager worries about injuries, but it's also good for the game. What do you hope to accomplish in camp over the these last couple of weeks before opening day? It's really just fine-tuning, making sure that we're not going to uh, get off to a bad start this year. I think our team is, is feeling pretty good, and we're, we're starting to win some of these spring training games because our bats are starting to heat up, and pitching's been really good. Charlie Morton's been good. Keuchel's been good. McCullers, Musgrove. I mean, we're really in, in a good spot right now, so if we can just hold on to it. Uh, really, I'd like to shrink-wrap the whole team and take it back to Houston right now, but you can't do that, so we just need some fine-tuning. Hey, baseball fans, don't miss any of the big league action during the 2017 Astros season. Swung on and throttled the left, way up in the sky and gone. With games against the Yankees, Red Sox, Rangers, and Mets, this season will be full of premier matchups and rivalries. Houston is just a short drive away, so check out Astros.com for the most up-to-date information on the special promotions and ticket offers that are perfect for you. Make your plans now to cheer on the Astros at Minute Maid Park by visiting Astros.com or calling 1-877-9-ASTROS. Welcome back, everyone, to the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. The uh, Astros taking on the uh, Washington Nationals. The Astros have a one nothing lead as we play here in the uh, top half of the second. Mike Coffin alongside Steve Sparks and Matt Boltz. And it's our pleasure to welcome to the broadcast booth the Rocket, Roger Clemens. Roger, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for in- the invite, guys. I appreciate it. Rocket, I got a question. We heard that bump music coming in here. Elton John with Rocket Man. When that comes on in your car, do you blast it? <laughs> well, I have to because everybody gets on me about it. So... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you know, long, long time ago uh, when I was in Boston, um, Elton showed up to do a venue, and uh, we really? uh, fixed wow. him up a jersey. Wow. And I marched it out there, and it was awesome. He sung it kind of like to me. I mean, I went back in the crowd after we did, and everybody went crazy. But he sung it to me, and, it, and, and he started adding words to it. You know, he like, did. He uh, had I write the songs, and you throw the ball. It, got, it almost got uncomfortable. <laughs> An intimate moment. It was cool. It was really cool. As he looked you in, in the eyes. Yeah, he was cool. <laughs> Ross pitching to Marisnik. The opening offering is a fastball in there for a strike, and it's nothing in one. Roger, we were talking about Charlie Morton last inning, and we were talking about his use of a four-seamer for the first time in his career. And, and you, of course, famous for that four-seamer. But the two-seamer was big for you, too. Yeah, Sparks, it was. I mean, um, I, yeah, I'm surprised you're even saying it, that he's really not featured a four-seamer. That's a ball that will... Absolutely, uh, you know, you can backspin that ball out of your hand, and it just tracks. And uh, uh, t- for the listeners, if you've ever, you know, I don't know who stood in the box who haven't, but as we have stood in the box before to bunt, yes, <laughs> um, those four seam fastball when it's coming out of his hand, and I think we've been seeing about 96, 97. When it gets to the cutout of the dirt where the grass and dirt meet, it changes gears. Yeah, it gets late life, and when you have that. A hitter really has to make a decision on what he's doing. Now, I tell everybody that guys in the big leagues can put wood on a bullet, and for the most part, they have to they have to be able to do that to survive up here. But these kids now, like you said, five, six innings, and you go to the bullpen, you got guys throwing 97, and the next guy's coming in at 98, and your closer sometimes might be throwing 100. So crazy good, crazy good stuff. Mm-hmm. Nothing into the count to Jake Marisnik after fouling a few off. Now, how much have you learned about pitching and hitting since you retired i mean obviously your sons are playing at ut yeah i mean i, I think you know i I've, i was 
you know, was pretty much a student of the game the whole way. Having a hitting coach in Boston like Walter Riniak, yeah. who really didn't like pitchers at all, but he allowed me to come out in the cage when he was working with Jim Rice and Dwight Evans and Wade Boggs. That's what I did yeah. my whole career. I'd go sit by the cages and listen, and he let you, though. Yeah, right? and Walter wasn't really keen on that, but he... Fastball inside and got a piece of Marisnik, 94 there from Joe Ross. And so Marisnik, after absorbing that blow, trots down to first base. So, yeah, those guys, I, I, love, I love both of it. And I tell guys what helped me when I did play in interleague play or an all-star game and had to hit really my first all-star game in Houston at the Dome. I was a Red Sox facing it's Dwight good. Gooden. Oh, my gosh. And uh, Dwight, this is when Doc was bringing it. That and was an extra gear. Extra gear, <laughs> exactly. And... Um, they called the umpire called a strike on me, and I thought it was in the other batter's box. That's how far it looked away. <laughs> really? And he said, I looked at him, he said, Rock, the whole ball's on the plate. And it, what it did was, Barcy, it gave me realize when I went to the mound that I had, didn't have to be so fine. Gave you a different velocity. perspective. Very, very good perspective as mm -hmm. a hitter. Juan Centeno at bat. Ross turns and throws to first. Marisnik back-to-back safely after a headlong dive. What about controlling the running game? You see a lot of these guys trying to get quicker and quicker to home plate. Maddox would pick up his leg. He didn't care. What, where were you with that? Well, I exactly. Controlling the running game. I had to work on it, and it was similar to what I talked to the guys in the clubhouse today. We addressed them, and I had to work on my, I knew what my weaknesses were, mm -hmm. fielding. So I would be on a backfield taking 50 ground balls four days out of the week in spring training. Mm. And same thing on my pickoff move. Uh, I really had to work on it. Ross out of the stretch, a long pause. He throws. And that right there, what you just saw there, was great. He, he held the ball, and I had to do that. I, had to, I, I just held the ball, and I made sure that uh, I, might not had a, I, I might not have had a fast pickoff move, but I was quick. I tried to really work on my footwork mm -hmm. and to hold them. And then, uh, but I, you're right, I never slide step. I didn't worry about slide stepping. I, I held the ball like this kid's doing right now. Throw it to first base, and Marisnik back once again safely. And Davey Lopes, who, who's a great base running coach, is with the Nationals, but it, uh, he's always talked about one of the best ways to stop a, a running game is to hold it. Guys get very uncomfortable leading off with a guy holding on to the baseball for a long time. And as you know, believe it or not, there are a lot of pitchers that have a hard time it's really being hard. patient yeah. holding the ball. Here's the 1-0, up and out. Runner goes from first base. The throw by Weeders is not in time as Marisnik swipes his fourth bag of the spring. Astros have a man in scoring position. What a weapon. Four for four. He's perfect so far this spring. Great jump despite that quick move home by Joe Ross. But Marisnik gets just ahead of that tag. Dead on. He uh, that was he, he almost quick pitched him. Yep. And he, and he still was able to make it. I, I worry about the guys now when they slide with this rule and they keep the you know the glove on them and you come off one half inch and you're out. It's but brutal. You, you beat it by body length. <laughs> yeah. And now it's causing guys right there. Marisnik got up slow. I mean, you got to die. You got to crush yourself into the base yep here comes the 2-0 pitch from Ross in the dirt and blocked by Weeders gone are the days of, of the automatic call it, you know if the throw beats in, in they just out. put it in and out I mean it was an automatic call for so many years and as much as they're protecting players you would think that that would still uh, you know have an effect where you could get a guy in and out of there so you don't get cut up with a set of cleats coming in there how fun is it to watch your boys playing at Texas? It's fun. I mean, uh, uh, Deb and, and, and the crew are representing. They're playing Tech right now in Austin. 3-0 mm -hmm. pitch is at the belt for they a They knew I was coming this way for four or five days. I'm hosting a group. It's, it's, a, it's a full last two or three days, but fun. We're mixing some fun in there. I'm going to throw a little batting practice about 4 o'clock back here at a bunch of Jaybirds. Are you really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to come inside on them, too. They think it's they for to, fun. They have to I'm sign. Gonna, I'm going to have do an eye test like they do with everybody, you know, like with their physicals. And they they have to sign a waiver or anything? 
Uh, well, maybe. <laughs> the 3-1, fly ball into right, right at Harper, goes back a few steps, and he makes the catch. Marisnik tags from second. The throw into third is off target. Marisnik in there standing up. You mentioned that uh, you're here, obviously a special assistant to Astros uh, GM Jeff Bluno speaking with uh, Roger Clemens. Uh, you, you brief the team today uh, in the morning, something that you do every year. How do you decide about what you're going to talk about that morning? I mean, is it something that just comes up uh, when you walk in there? Do you kind of have a plan going in? I do. I visit with uh, five or six of the guys pretty regular during the year, and when they hit me with something, that's what I'll try and hit. You know, try and mm. visit with them about. We'll do one-on-one. I do one-on-ones with the guys from a lot of the different clubs. They'll call me and we talk, and it's all part of the mental game, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we'll clean up their lines every once in a while. Real easy stuff. I mean, about. You know, your front shoulder, your glove shoulder, pointing it closed, make sure it's closed off so you hide the ball real well. I mean, it's real simple stuff. Some people don't teach it right, though. At bat is Reed Brignac, and Brignac takes a, a strike. The infield is drawn in, runner at third base with one out. Rocket, when you talk about the mental side of the game, at what point in your career did you feel like you took a step forward? I mean, you obviously trusted your stuff pretty early, but when did you take that next step forward mentally? Yeah, I was pretty fortunate, Sparks. I, I had some great pitching coaches. Big swing and a miss, and it's now nothing and two. And they really didn't mess with my mechanics too much. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, I, I had to learn how to pitch pretty quick at Fenway Park, especially learn how to pitch inside. Yes. I mean, because facing Dave Kingman's and Luzinski's and these big yeah. monsters, uh, Dom Baylor's, if I didn't get it in, it went a long way over that monster. Yeah. I mean, my mind wanted to get it inside, but I just couldn't get it there. The 0-2, and a ground ball softly hit. These drawn-in shortstop Turner has it. He throws high to first oh. base, scoring is Marisnik. Safe at first is Brignac, and Brignac will drive anchor at second after the ball ricocheted off the retaining wall in foul ground. Well, maybe a miscue by the youngster Trey Turner at shortstop. Thought about coming home, but Marisnik got such a good jump on that automatic play going on contact that he was able to score. But Turner rising up, getting his feet a little close to each other, ended up soaring that ball over the first baseman. Brignac getting credit for an RBI, uh, reaching on the throwing error by Turner. So Marisnik is in, and it's 2-0 Astros. Lineup turns over now for George Springer. What's the secret to pitching inside effectively? I think you got to stay calm on the mound when you know you're getting, going inside. Mm-hmm. I think guys overthrowing, that's why you hit guys. They yeah. get a little uh, yoked up, if you will, a little yeah. uh, uh, too much. And and not only pitching inside, but pitching inside for strikes. Mm-hmm. Being able to double up inside on strikes. Ross deals. A lot of people can't do that. And when you're pitching inside, everybody's like, oh, you're intimidating, you're intimidating, you're intimidating. I tell guys, you're intimidating because you win. You're a winner. Yeah. You're not, I don't care if you throw 98. If you don't win and you lose, <laughs> you're not very intimidating. We go in to see Maddox in Chicago. He's intimidating. I know that if I give up a two-run homer, i got a pretty That's good it. chance to lose. Yeah. And, and Mad Dog, what, it's 85, 86. He knows what he's doing out there. Count is 1-0. Pitch on the way. Inside again, 2 and nothing. I remember one time I was in A ball or a double A, and Dale Swain came back uh, to do a rehab assignment. And he said that he had just faced you not too long ago. And he said, I'll be darned if he didn't throw me a batting practice fastball on 3-1 or 2-0 or 3-1 in a fastball count. And I thought, man, this guy's taking it to another level. When were you comfortable enough to throw that pitch? Yeah, I mean, I think it was just it's all about pitching. And as you know, I was a power. Again, what I tell the kids here when I say kids, they're younger than me. And even if it's a 15-year-old in high school or a college kid that we work there with in Austin, 
is that I'm a power pitcher. I'm not a power thrower. Yeah. And it's a big difference. And you would be surprised. I'd do a chalkboard or race board, put names up, and have the guys try to put them in each category. A line drive up the middle and in for a base hit into center. Rounding third base, heading for home is Brignac to throw into second. That's an RBI single off the bat of George Springer, and it's 3-0 Astros. Uh, that's where the money is. RBI situation, Springer staying up the middle. Got a lot of room and picks up another run for the Astros. Good piece of hitting. Yep. And he got busted inside twice at a bat right there. Yep. Isn't it amazing? Guys that stay up the middle of the field, the RBI guys, I mean, just really, really tightens up your mechanics. Yep, and like I said, there's something to it. If you can, the first pitch he threw to him, ball, fastball inside, then he tried to come back and repeat it, and he missed again. So got to be able to do that. And this is the time of spring training where these guys should start being able to break that plate up into thirds. Dallas was great yesterday. He filled the strike zone up again, and uh, everything came out of the same slot. So yeah. that's a great sign. He looks like he did a couple of years ago again. Yeah. And we didn't see much of it last year. And, you know, now we know why. But uh, it's, it's great seeing what we've seen so far from Dallas. Marvin Gonzalez at bat, switch hitter batting from the left side. Joe Ross delivers, and the fastball is high to Marwin for ball one. Dallas has got to understand, you know, just what I told him today. We talked today when he was getting loose. I said, you know, you put yourself on the map. So guys are getting their rest. When they see that they're coming in town to face you, you you've gained their attention. So that's it's going to be a little difficult for him. You know, it's I, different I, when they see you coming. I right? pray that they mess around or don't get their sleep the day before I'm on the mound. I <laughs> they, love that. They never saw me coming. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> no, they didn't. 1 0. Right behind you. I needed you right in front of me or right behind me. It would be an awesome tandem. <laughs> yeah. Talk Definitely about a Talk about <laughs> night and day right there. Yeah. That's right. I, we'd, we'd have hurt some people. <laughs> 2 0 tomorrow. And it's 3 uh, 0 Astros. Houston still batting here in the second. Chatting with. Roger Clemens. If Sparcy pitched before me, it would take them four innings to get ready for my gas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they may have been arm weary from the day before. <laughs> the uh, pitch is high, three and nothing to Gonzalez Ross struggling here in the second inning. What was spring training like for you? I mean, you come in here, and obviously, I mean, everybody talked about how you'd get here, crack at dawn, and, and you were doing a lot of stuff before yeah. even your starts. Yeah, I loved it, and and that, that really got my work. And I always started playing light catch. Some of these guys don't do it now, but I started tossing about January 2nd. Mm -hmm. And I also knew I might throw an inning or two in the alumni game in Austin, so I wanted to be ready for, <laughs> uh-oh. Swing and a drive down the right field line, hooking toward the corner, and a foul ball landing on the concourse. Plenty of distance. Yep. Hitter will let you know, though. Marwin didn't move. He didn't, did he? Well, from up here, it's tough to see, but not too bad. Yeah, no, we had the alumni game, so, you know, I knew that I was going to be facing 19-year-olds with a metal bat. So, <laughs> But uh, spring training was fun, and like I said, Sparks, I told the guys today, you know what your strengths are. You need to continue to sharpen those, but work on your weaknesses. They, they don't need a coach to tell them what they're weak at. Mm. And so I had to go behind a few uh, backfields and get some work done back there. Here comes the 3-1. It's inside for ball four, and so Gonzalez will head to first base, and the second is George Springer, and we'll have a visit here for Mike Maddox. Rocket Gar likes to tell the story about uh, in spring training, him seeing you out there on days that you were pitching when you were on the backfields trying to tire yourself out before you even went out there and pitched in a game. Yeah, spring training, I need to do that because I wanted to make sure that first couple starts I wanted to try and really uh, when the season opened up get to the seventh inning but uh, yeah I was back there doing some core work and some agility work and it, it caught up me one time in Fort Myers I came because after the inning was over in the American League you didn't have to hit so I'd bust down there and 
and my guy would be down there. We'd be waiting, and I'd do shuffles and lunges. And, Between innings? Yeah, and just try and get my heart rate up. It feel, you know, I'm throwing three innings, but it's going to feel like I threw seven. But I came That's back nice. jogging in for like the uh, – third inning and uh, the turf monster got me and I went down <laughs> <laughs> my legs felt like uh, sandbags and I went down and gave the fans a little chuckle sniper you had a scab on your cheek I didn't mind that their bench was laughing I just looked over to ours to see if our guys <laughs> really made taking notes line drive right to the shortstop Turner and freezing is Springer and so Turner steps in the bag for the double play to end the inning that was a smart mound visit by the pitching coach yeah, yeah, just hey, give up a lane and get a double play well, Roger, thank you very much for Thanks, joining guys. us. We really appreciate thank it. You. Thank and you. And we'll see you down the road. Good seeing y'all. Thank you. I'll see everybody at home. Robert Ford, Steve Sparks, on your radio, the Houston Astros Radio Network.